With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios. Welcome to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm your host and garden expert, Teresa Watkins, and uh, it's going to be a great day today. We've got some rain in some areas of Florida. It's going to be a little bit cooler. I think the temperatures are only going to get into the low 90s today, but what a bunch of rain Sumter County and Lake County got. Good morning, Lizzie. How are you? Good morning. So obviously I need to go home after the show and pull out all my winter clothing since we're going to get that low. (laughs) Do you know it was 92 in Vermont yesterday? Wow, that's hot. And so we are seeing record heat. And, you know, we it, it's because of the El Nino. And, uh, you know, so it's something that uh, I just couldn't believe it. I was talking to our group in uh, Vermont that um, helps us with our travel tours. Right. Art and Bloom Garden Tours. If you'd like to go to Ireland with us next summer, that would be great. And so, but she was saying, uh, Gwendy was saying it was 92 in, that uh, is just yeah. crazy yeah. to think. It is, you know, and so at least here, here's what I think is that at least we have air conditioning here in Florida up there. A oh. lot of homes don't have it. No, yeah, about probably I'd say about may, my just guess from being up in New England, um, maybe fifty percent of the yeah. houses. Yeah, all so, the newer houses have it, but the, the older, houses, older houses, no, no. So that's something else. Uh, we have a first today on Better Lawns and Gardens. Uh, I'm going to be speaking to Bog. Uh, Bob Hockmuth, and he is from Northwest Florida in the Suwannee River Valley with the University of Florida and uh, Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences. But we're going to talk about one of Florida's most important fruit crops. And Lizzie, can you give a guess as to what that is? Oranges. Nope. It is not oranges. It's it's going to be melons. What? Melons. I would think Georgia. Yeah, wouldn't you say? That's what I would think would be Georgia. Everybody's all, everybody who sells watermelons on the side of the road and melons, they usually go to Georgia to to get get, it and bring them back. Or bring them back down on the way home from vacation and things. Yeah, so that's what I thought. But the average American consumer eats 24 pounds of melons a year. I believe it. My family takes part in that 100. percent Well, you're eating our share too, because Tony, <laughs> Tony, and I don't. But the United States is one of the leading uh, consumers of melons, and cantaloupe consumption a year was 6.1 pounds a year. Honeydew per person was 1.4 pounds, and so you know we have melons, uh, you know honeydew, cassabas, uh, watermelon, and uh, you know cantaloupe. My dad loved cantaloupe. It just he just loved it. But we are ranked. Um, nationally number one in watermelon production. And uh, so uh, in 2020, Florida growers planted 26,000 acres of melons and harvested 25,000 acres of melons. Good for them. That's it. Thank you for that. It is. And so we're going to be talking about fruit today and the melons. I've never discussed melons on any of my shows, so I'm really pleased to do that. 
And uh, Lizzie, do you like guacamole? I love me some guacamole. I can eat it 24-7, even avocados. Even avocados. I love it. I, my favorite sandwich, you want to hear my favorite sandwich, is, um, yeah. you know, um, just um, uh, really great bread, whatever bread you like, with um, ham and bacon and avocados and roasted red peppers. And it is delicious. And um, avocados are a big portion of that. So July 31st is National Avocado Day. And so later on, I'm going to uh, be talking a little bit about avocados and uh, what, what we're going to be doing with that. And then on Facebook later today, I will be posting my favorite guacamole recipe. So you're going to want to catch that. Also on Facebook right now, I just put up a picture of flowers that are blooming right now. And I want to know if you can ID them. Okay, I know what they are, but I want to see if you know what they are. And they are so popular, and nearly everybody has these flowers in the neighborhood, at least. And so I look at them. They're beautiful. And I don't know if you've ever seen one up close. So we can go and ask them, you know, to give us their um, ideas of guesses of what that flower is. I, I didn't know. And I had seen them all week until you told me what they were. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> and so it's very popular. Peterson's Nursery in Lakeland uh, is going to be having a repotting orchids class and work, uh, workshop this week. You can bring two orchids, only two, you know, your favorite orchids that you think need repotting. And, 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 and Howie and Karen are going to show you how to repot them. So you can go home and repot all of your other orchids. And uh, so that's going to be from 10 o'clock until 12 today at Peterson's Nursery in Lakeland. So, yes, get thank- down there. That's, I mean, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good situation right there, having someone help you with that. Ha- have you? Ha- exactly. And so, you know, do you ha- even have to repot them? They'll be able to tell you that. And so it doesn't matter what kind of orchid it is, they'll be able to help you. And so thank you, Howie and Karen. They're one of our uh, sponsors down in Lakeland of a WGTO. And so that's that's really a very fun. And so also, too, we're going to be in our second hour talking about water gardens. We have Kathy Jentz from Maryland. She is the editor of the Water Garden Journal and also uh, for uh, the International Water Lily Society, and she is going to be with us and talking about different types of water gardens that you can have. And if you've ever thought about, you know, the pros and cons of having water garden, Kathy's going to tell us that, and, w- and we love that. So go to our Facebook page, and if you'll like us, that would be great. Give us five stars. Tell a friend about Better Lawns and Gardens. We're on every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. taking your gardening questions. Uh, and also, too, if you'd like to uh, listen to the podcast, you can hear it here on iHeart and WFLA Orlando. From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, if it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save 
Get a tax lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a tax lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Hey, neighbor, check out my yard. It looks like an oasis. Wow, how'd you do it? I went to qualitygreenspecialist.com. They have the best selection of shrubs and natives, cool shade trees like oaks, colorful flowering bottle brush and creep with the largest collection of fruit trees in Central Florida. Quality Green Specialists? Yep, and they're open 9 to 4 every day. Quality Green Specialists. Top quality plants, sustainable gardening products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue in DeLand. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Pump it up this summer, literally. Underinflated tires can overheat and endanger lives. Whether you're driving across town or across Florida, make sure your tires are properly inflated, damage-free, and have adequate tread depth. The trip to your destination can be half the fun, so take your time and enjoy the ride. The Florida Highway Patrol reminds you to slow down and stay cool this summer. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Visit flhsmv.gov for more information. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Have you lost Florida Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost, quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651.
Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins. One of the topics that is rarely talked about on gardening shows, including this one, is melons. We talk about how to grow them, and I mention them throughout the year um, when to plant them. But I really wanted to get in-depth on it because Melon Day, National Melon Day, will be celebrated in a few weeks. And I love seeing all the melons in the produce department. It just smells so fresh. And on the farmer's markets, you see a lot there. Bob Bob Huckmuth is the Assistant Center Director for the University of Florida Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences, North Florida Research and Education Center, that was a long one, in Suwannee Valley, as well as a regional specialized extension agent for commercial vegetable crops serving Northeast Extension District of Florida. Bob serves both greenhouse and field vegetable growers, and Bob has developed and implemented extension programs for agriculture, greenhouses, nursery, and serves as a resource for the Florida Watermelon Association. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Hey, good morning, Teresa. I'm glad to be here. I'm doing really, really well and looking forward to talking about melons this morning. I know. It's, it's a great subject because so many people love them, but they don't know how to grow them. So how did you get into the field of helping people grow vegetables? Well, I grew up on a vegetable farm on the eastern shore of Maryland, even though I've been down here in Florida for many years. And I think that sort of set the stage for me. Uh, The farm that I grew up on, we grew watermelons and cantaloupes, uh, for instance. And I've I've just always liked uh, the opportunity to help people and uh, to share knowledge I also had an opportunity to work at a research uh, research farm uh, when I was a, a youth, and so I think all that kind of set the stage for me to uh, to go into the and into the career, uh, extending information from the university. And I think the special piece of it for me, I like the detective work. I like figuring out what's wrong and figuring out how to help uh, find a solution. So that's the background for me. That's great. I loved I love answering questions too when I was in extension. So I love that. Thank you so much for your service. And so National Melon Day is coming up August 13th and it's an important crop for Florida. So how many different types of melons can we grow here in Florida? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, actually, if, uh, just to sort of set the stage here, you know, when we talk about the National Melon Day, um, which is, is coming up um, in, on, in August on the 13th, there's also a National Watermelon Day uh, that is also celebrated in, in August. And so I feel like in many cases when people hear the term melon, in some cases they might be thinking about what I know of as a cantaloupe, and other people might be thinking of it as a watermelon. So I think I think for today's discussion, I'd like to sort of focus on on both of those as as possibilities. Um, but there are many different types of melons. Um, the the National Melon Day probably is going to be celebrating more of that musk melon cantaloupe group that would include honeydews um, and cassava melons. There's some green flesh cantaloupes, and today even within the honeydew group, you can really get tricked. You can have one that looks like a honeydew on the outside that might be uh, orange-fleshed on the inside, 
and any combination of exterior and interior color that makes the makes the melon group really really interesting. Um, there, the acreage here in Florida of the of the cantaloupe group is relatively small, but the acreage on watermelon is quite large. In fact, Florida is the number one state for watermelon production uh, throughout the country, and there's a number of different cultivars or varieties of, of both melons and watermelons that can be can be grown. Wow, that that's important to understand. And so uh, we're, we're celebrating melons this month, but when should they be planted? Yeah, the uh, the watermelon and the, and the cantaloupe groups, um, both for Florida, would be best planted in the spring season. So for South Florida, that might mean transplanting in January, or if you're going to push it a little bit earlier than that. But typically, uh, South Florida would start around January. And up here in the northern part of the state, we typically would transplant uh, watermelons and cantaloupes in the month of March. Uh, The spring season is much preferred, I believe, for this group, um, because we tend not to have as much of the uh, rainy weather and high humidity and things like that that we would have in the fall. So it's a lot easier to grow these uh, grow these melons and watermelons in the spring season. Uh, one thing for sure is if we get into periods uh, where we have heavy rainfall and a lot of humidity, there's a, there's there's some challenges uh, for for these crops in terms of diseases and also maintaining high sugars. We want a really sweet cantaloupe or watermelon, and a lot of times if we get into a lot of cloudy, rainy weather. Uh, we can end up with a with the fruit quality being compromised. Well, what? How much? So, when you're talking about planting them, how much space do we need for to grow a, a, a watermelon or a cantaloupe? Do they require different spaces? Um, the cantaloupes tend to be a, a little bit smaller uh, in plant size. They they both have uh, vines, of course. They're in the cucurbit family, and so we get this. Uh, vining nature of the plant, similar to what you would have in, say, cucumbers. But um, because cantaloupes are a little bit smaller, I would say that on, a, on average you would want to have about 15 square feet for cantaloupes and probably a little bit more, more like 20 square feet for watermelons. If you get a compact variety, that you know the amount of space that would be needed might be a little bit less. But because they require a lot of space, if a gardener has relatively limited space to start with, uh, that's one of the challenges because these are going to these are going to hog up a lot of space uh, in a in a garden. And do they need a lot of leaves? So I mean, the leaves need full sun. So uh, that that's the important part, right? The melons don't take yeah. up the size. It's just that you have to have that abundance of leaves to to yes. to go to grow. Okay. And so, what kind of site conditions do do melons need? Well, the first thing on the, in, the, in terms of the uh, sun exposure, you've alluded to this already, that they, they need really full sun um, to, to be able to, to uh, have that energy transferred from the foliage uh, to the fruit. Um, if it's a very shaded area, some crops like leafy greens maybe can tolerate that, but I don't think that cantaloupes and watermelons are going to be able to, to perform for you at their maximum if you have a very shaded area. So as close to full sun as we can get is going to be the exposure that we're going to need for, for watermelons and cantaloupes. Um, in terms of the soil, uh, the, the soil needs to be well-drained. This is a group that, even though it's very shallow-rooted, it is not able to tolerate wet soil conditions. So we need to be able to make sure that the soil uh, soil site that we're going to 
utilizes has got really, really good drainage. If you have a question there in, in, in terms of whether it's going to be well-drained, you may be able to raise a bed a little bit, you know, build mm-hmm. it up a little bit so that mm-hmm. it's a part of it's not going to be uh, as much exposed to that really super wet condition. And, and so- then uh, this is a crop that can get into trouble if you go back into the same vegetable area year after year after year, especially if root-knot nematodes are going to be a problem. Uh, cantaloupes are super, super sensitive to uh, root-knot nematode uh, pressure. Um, there are some soil-borne diseases. Fusarium wilt is probably the main one. So uh, if you have the ability to rotate within the garden area, that's going mm-hmm. to be really, really important for, uh, for these crops. The other key thing to remember is that these crops need pollination. So they're going to need access to honeybees or other, other native bees for uh, pollination. That's important, very important. And so uh, if they don't have a lot of room or they don't have well-draining soil, then can they put some of the more compact varieties in a raised bed or container gardens or even like aeroponics? Um, They could. The raised beds, I think, would definitely be a possibility. The the challenge with containers, um, if, if it's a small container, is being able to provide enough water for these crops. Early in their growth cycle, it's not too it's not too demanding. But when they start loading up with fruit, they require an incredible amount of water for that two or three week period as that fruit sizes up. So the fact that they would be grown in a container would actually be fine, except that they're going to have to do something to make sure that they replenish the water supply as that fruit gets large. So it is a good alternative if they, if they don't have good. Um, good soil conditions for watermelons and, and cantaloupes. So, so yeah, you, you could possibly do that. I would just say the main challenge is going to be making sure that they have an adequate supply of water when these crops are really at their peak demand. And so how many plants or how many fruit can you get off of one plant? Yeah, for the case of, uh, of watermelons, it'll try to set um, maybe 8 or 10 or 12, but it can't hold all of them. So you'll notice that a small um, female flower with a fruit on it um, might abort after it gets two or three good-sized fruit that are set on it. So typically, we would expect to get maybe two or three watermelons off of a a, uh, traditional-sized watermelon. You might get a few more off of that for an icebox or small uh, small-sized watermelon. In the case of cantaloupes, it's probably at least twice that. So we get more cantaloupe fruit per plant than we would watermelon. Um, so that's that's sort of what we would expect. A lot of times we think that, well, we're going to get, you know, 10 watermelons off of a single plant. But the, the plant has a mechanism to say, listen, if, I, if, if you want me to set two or three more on here, I'm not going to be – the plant's just not able to do it. So <laughs> They're going to try. Self, yeah, it has a self-guiding uh, principle there, I think. All right. And so then what about fertilizers? And so do the different melons – uh, need uh, a uh, musk melons need different fertilizer than um, watermelons. I I typically find that they are they're very close to being the same. The main difference is that the cantaloupes will come to harvest just a little bit faster than watermelons. So you might need a little bit uh, of a condensed fertilizer schedule on cantaloupes or musk melons in comparison to watermelons, but. In terms of the individual nutrients, they would be very, very similar in terms of the type of analysis that one would use. So, of course, uh, your audience, I'm sure, already knows to start out with a good soil test to find out what you have in the soil already that you would not need to apply. 
But the main two driving nutrients for watermelons and cantaloupes would be nitrogen and potassium. Potassium is incredibly important in the fruit quality. Um, and nitrogen, of course, is the driver of the vegetation uh, early in the season to get that plant made so that it has enough foliage for the photosynthesis to, to create that great melon. Oh, that's, that's great information. Um, Bob, I have some really important questions to ask, and so can I carry you over through our hard break? We've got a hard break coming up. Sure. Okay, so we're going. We're talking with uh, Bob Huckmuth. He is the assistant center director for the University of Florida's North Florida Research and Education Center in Suwannee Valley. He's helping us with our melons, and uh, so that we can celebrate next year uh, National Melon Days. And so, if it's Saturday morning from the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens. I'm Teresa Watkins, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-218-5088. 800-218-5088. 800-218-5088. That's 800-218-5088. 
5088. How would you like to get high speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right, for about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-897-5406. 800-897-5406. That's 800-897-5406. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your home holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship 800-361-1289 800-361-1289 that's 800-361-1289 with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens, and we're continuing our talk with Bob Huckmuth. He is the Assistant Center Director for the North Florida Research and Education Center, the University of Florida, Go Gators, and he is helping us with our melons. And Bob, we, you mentioned a little bit about the nematodes, root knot nematodes for melons, but what other kind of pest issues can we see with uh, growing watermelons or um, musk melons? Yes, the, um, there are some insects that can attack um, both cantaloupes and watermelons, but I think the the main uh, uh, topic here is actually going to be on the disease side of things. There are many diseases that can be serious problems to uh, to this uh, crop group, 
Uh, powdery mildew is is one of those, and downy mildew is another one that are are pretty difficult to deal with uh, within this crop group. There are some varieties that have resistance to powdery mildew, so when they're looking for choosing a variety, they may want to find one that has the code PM. That means that it's got some tolerance to powdery mildew. We don't have good tolerance or, or resistance for downy mildew, so those can be among the real serious uh, disease problems. But overall, diseases are the bigger bigger threat here in comparison to insects. But a couple of tips for gardeners, I think, in, in trying to manage these diseases would be to get started as early in the season, in the spring season, as they possibly can, even if it means a little bit of a risk of uh, frost. We can always use row covers or maybe even a big styrofoam cup over the young transplant to protect you to get through that. But if we can move the season as early as possible and avoid those heavy rainfall periods and higher humidity later on in the spring, it really, really helps us. Uh, The other thing is to try to use drip irrigation instead of overhead irrigation. That also is a really important uh, aspect if they can do that to minimize diseases. That's that's really good news because I was going to say that most of our issues with diseases comes from overwatering or the extensive rain. So that that's important to understand. So the big question, universal question is, how do you know when a watermelon is ripe? Yes. Um, and uh, in, the, in the case of watermelons, there are a few things that I can say increase your chances of picking that ripe watermelon. Chances are that you're going to want to pick it before it's really ready. So the couple of things that you would, would look for in the case of watermelons is that if you look down at the at the base of the stem, there's a little curly cue there that is called a tendril. And there's tendrils all up and down the stem, but the tendril closest to the stem of the watermelon is the one that you want to check. And during the season when it's immature, that tendril will be fresh and green. As it begins to mature, that tendril will die and turn brown. So that's the first indication um, is that once that tendril turns brown, you're getting close, if not there. Uh, the other thing is to check the belly, uh, the area where the, where the watermelon sits on the soil um, without turning it entirely over. Just sort of tilt it so you can take a peek at the belly. When the watermelon is young and immature, that, that belly is going to basically be white, and it'll begin to turn sort of a light yellow and eventually a darker yellow or even golden as it uh, reaches maturity. So that's the second uh, trigger that I would say is, is relatively um, easy for a gardener to be able to determine um, and then with some skill over time, a lot of people, including myself, would be able to thump or tap the watermelon fruit. And when it's immature, it'll have a more of a ping to it. But as it gets mature, it, it'll be a deeper thud, so to speak, <laughs> uh, which is very subjective, I understand. Um, but those are those are a few things that I think uh, people can can kind of look uh, look towards to be able to find it. And you know, it's it's interesting, Teresa, that in the industry, this skill set is in high demand. When we have these large farms, people who can go out and harvest the watermelons at that peak maturity is a a very special skill, and it's something that's not very easy to do. So for a gardener that might uh, might fail at this early on, don't be surprised. It's, it's It's a really tough skill. 
That that's so interesting, and I can appreciate that. My husband knows the difference when between my my thumps and my pings and my thuds. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I appreciate that's a really easy way, a great way for the brown tendrils and the yellowing. So I I like that. Now, so if um, uh, Lizzie, you had an, an important question. Yeah, when I was younger, and we used to have cows and horses out in our pasture. Um, we were told to not eat any of the watermelons that grew out there, but to let the uh, livestock eat it. So why why was that? Um, well, the the connection to livestock might be that if you're going to grow watermelons out in a in an area where there's fresh manure, there could be some food safety aspects uh, as as it relates to uh, to being trying to grow uh, grow watermelons in that area. If that's the question. Um, and of course, cattle love watermelons, and uh, any any kind of cull watermelons or cantaloupes in the in the commercial industry. That's what we tend to do with them. We tend to take them uh, into the pasture areas and allow the cows uh, to feed on because they love uh, they love both watermelons and cantaloupes as a cull. Now there is also though I see uh, melons, and I'm, I'm, they're not watermelons, but they're like round or just almost a, a little round. Um, just growing wild now is that the same kind of I always thought that these were seeds that you know were were spit out as the cars were driving by or you know somebody <laughs> was eating a watermelon in that field are those are those actual edible melons probably not I mean the most common thing that comes to mind when you describe that or is a is a plant or a crop or not even a crop it's a plant known as citron which is a, a it, it's a wild cucurbit so it is in the same family as these other uh, other melons and, and watermelons but uh, the citrons tend not to get very big and and they're prolific they they can they, they can be spread by birds and so we see them all over the place so I have a feeling that it's not a, a real watermelon that you're seeing I have a feeling that it probably is the wild citrons and are those native um, I'm not sure if they're native or not, um, but they're they're not edible. Okay, so they're not edible. That's very important. To no. Yeah. Okay, yeah. super. So now, so Bob, if people would like to know more about growing their own melons so that next year they can celebrate, uh, you know, a National Melon Day, uh, where would they go for more information? Yes, of course, um, the county extension office is the first uh, line of defense. Um, if they have specific questions, I think contact in their local County Extension Office is always an excellent, uh, excellent source of information. But the other thing I think for those that want to do some searching on the web um, and look for electronic documents, uh, I, I would suggest that they uh, search for Ask IFAS, which is the Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences, was I F as in Frank, A S as in Sally, and that'll take us take them to our electronic database. And then once they're there, they can search for watermelons, cantaloupes, uh, or other gardening topics and would find all kinds of uh, publications. The, the main single publication is the University of Florida's Vegetable Gardening Guide. And if they just search uh, Vegetable Gardening Guide UF, uh, they'll be linked to that particular document. So those are two quick suggestions uh, for finding information online. Thank you so much, Bob, for coming on. I appreciate it. We'll be posting those links on Facebook. Uh, this is a time now for your gardening questions, one 455 2967 or you can text 23680. From the Summit Responsible Solutions Studios, if it's Saturday morning, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens, and this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network.
There's a problem if you drink and drive a boat. <laughs> it never just affects you. Boating under the influence is illegal and dangerous. Save lives by staying sober. Learn more about Florida's boating laws at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the FWC Division of Law Enforcement. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Are you losing your Medicaid coverage due to the public health emergency ending? If you're in jeopardy of losing health care coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for health insurance through the federal health insurance marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to schedule your appointment today. Remember, that's CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115. Healthcare.gov is here for you when life happens. If you lost your health coverage because of turning 26, going off Medicaid, leaving your job, or moving, you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now. And if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby, you could also be eligible. But don't wait. There's a limited time to enroll. Check your eligibility at healthcare.gov today. Life happens. Get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Up to 44% of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult. 20% say they experienced depression, and 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. You are not alone. Call 1-844-MYFLVET or visit myflvet.com. Ticks can transmit Lyme disease and other dangerous illnesses. Protect yourself and your family with Summit Green Armor Insect Repellent. Clothing and outdoor gear treated with Green Armor Insect Repellent repels and kills ticks, chiggers, mites, and mosquitoes for up to six weeks. The handy spray bottle makes it easy to apply this odorless layer of protection. Green Armor Insect Repellent is available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800 That's 800-513-1652.
Welcome back to Better Lawns and Gardens. A big thank you to uh, Bob Huckmuth, who is, uh, just gave us some wonderful information from uh, Northwest Florida on uh, growing melons. And so we will be uh, trying that, I think, this year. Melon, so, so Tony and I, we're not big melon fans. And so, uh, we, so my dad loved them, and we always used to have it in the summertime just available for us to eat. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, Tony and I do have a melon baller. <laughs> just in case. No, no, no. It's for scooping cookie dough. Oh, yeah. And making perfectly sized cookies. I hate you. You're one of those people. Not only do you have not only do you have a utensil that you don't use properly, but you have perfect cookies. I'm going and, home. Yeah, Goodbye. They, well, <laughs> and so that is great. If you have a gardening question, we would love to hear from you. One triple eight four five five two nine six seven, or you can text me at two three six eight zero, like Mark and Linda have done. So it's all great. So um, Mark from Winter Garden, he says, "I'm a UPS driver." And I see yards that have small little yellow flowers throughout their grass. What is this and can it grow with St. Augustine? And so, uh, yes, it can. Um, It is called perennial peanut. And it is a legume that can grow peanuts. Um, They're not edible. You know, you don't necessarily want to eat them. But they, um, people are planting it in their yards and it blooms in the uh, summertime and does real well here in Florida. So yes, Mark, you can grow it in there. And um, some people are using it in place of turf. It's an alternative, uh, you know, plant for instead of turf. Uh, it does go dormant in the wintertime, though, and can get a little scraggly looking. So, you know, you want to make sure that where you're using it, you're going to be able to maintain it and, and have it look good all year round. So uh, that's a great question, Mark. I've been seeing it, too, and it is delightful to see. Um, in the medians and things like that. So it's, it's a, that's a great question. Thank you. So uh, Linda, uh, Zone 8, she is asking if the miniature tomatoes are self-pollinating. Yes, all tomatoes have male and female flowers. So all tomatoes are self-pollinating. And so that's a good thing. You know, that's what you want it to do. And so um, melon segment was fascinating. This is from uh, JAC in Cocoa Beach. A lot of carryover information, knowledge to other eatable gardening. Yeah, Bob does a great job. I knew I wanted to have him on. And I've never in the, uh, I would say, 25 years that uh, I've been doing gardening and, and, and talking on the radio on my first show on WLBE, which was In Your Backyard, which I did for a long time. And uh, now I'm doing Better Lawns and Gardens. I have never done a segment on melons and growing melons isn't that crazy to think yeah it's something and people love growing them yeah uh, or they want to or they don't even think about doing it and so now maybe we'll spur that on and next you know holiday we will um go ahead and uh uh you know have more people growing melons that's wonderful and so um let's go to our next caller good morning how can i help you hello Teresa. yes hello hi hi it's Eileen. Oh, Eileen. Good morning. My screen just went down, so you know, <laughs> so I couldn't tell it was you. And I, but I heard the roosters, so I know it is you, Eileen. Nobody can call in and and try and portray this as Eileen unless they have roosters in the background. So, so how are you doing? I am doing fine. I wanted to call and say I don't have one space 
in this yard to grow melons. <laughs> I wish I did, but I don't. Anyway, I just wanted to call and say good morning to you and Lizzie and ask you how you all are doing. We are doing great. It's been a great week. It's plenty hot out there, so uh, it's been it a week is. to drink liquids and things like that. Uh, I'm do- doing Have installations. Have you had any rain? Uh, at the beginning of the week, we had some good rain. It hasn't rained for a couple of days, and so uh, we're looking forward to getting some today. So I think everybody I am in, in so North Florida and jealous. in South Florida. Oh, well, I think you'll get some today, um, so probably tonight. So. We have had none. Well, I know that in Lake and Sumter County yesterday, over 6.6 inches of rain in Lake County in one in one rainstorm. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so well, I've been praying for rain and Bob says anytime I pray for rain we get it. <laughs> so. Well, that's good. I hope you get some today. So that that'll be good. I hope so. Now do the ra- roosters stay up? <laughs> Bob said good morning. Good morning, Bob. Thank you so much for listening. Do the roosters stay out in the rain? Do they still do you still hear them when it's raining? Oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't matter. They crow all the time. That's too funny. We could have a thunderstorm and you'll hear them. That's too funny. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I certainly appreciate it, Eileen. And good morning, Bob. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. You're welcome. If you have a gardening question, uh, you can give us a call, one 455 or you can text at 23680. And we are going to have Kathy Gents coming up on water features for the garden and how to tell what kind and answer a lot of great questions for us and give us some good information, too. My cantaloupes, I should have asked them this, they have got the most beautiful flowers, and they're just growing, and they're vining. But they have not produced one, not one nil little yeah. round nothing. Do you have them growing now, or is this mm-hmm. just in the past? Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, um, have, and you fertilize, mm-hmm. and so I'm just wondering if it's too hot. Too it ho- may be. Yeah, too hot. Whereas he's he's talking about in South Florida, they can start growing cantaloupes and melons in January. So that's what he's saying that we should start, you know, planting them in January, February, March, so that we're harvesting them. You know, not for Fourth of July or for you know, um, you know, these dog days of summer, but that we're harvesting them in you know May. I gotta, and- I gotta keep reminding myself that we're in El Nino because, like, I've been like beating myself up. The only thing that's exploding is mint. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go through and weed and pull out all of this mint, and I'm like. I know <laughs> you're, you're going to get an aversion to mint and <laughs> we're not going to have a yard. We're just going to have nothing but mint. There you go. And you'll, you're going to be wondering why people are slowing down and wanting to buy Girl Scout cookies <laughs> at your house. <laughs> so July 31st is National Avocado Day and you can get all sorts of great melons and avocados and fruit trees at Dana Venrick's uh, Quality Green Specialist Nursery in DeLand. But it coincides with peak avocado season. And d- the very first avocado was said to have been planted in Florida in 1833 by a horticulturist named Henry Perrine. And there are too many different types of avocados. Many More than 50 are grown in Florida alone. And the most popular avocado in the United States is the Haas, which was found in La Habra Heights in California back in the 1920s. And so at first, people weren't uh, keen on the darker green skin of the Haas variety. 
So in the in the 1950s, Haas avocados only amounted to about 15% of the market. Now, though, Haas's um, trees, avocado trees, are represented more than 90% of the crop that's harvested in California. Over 400 million pounds of avocados are harvested in California each year. And Florida and Hawaii also produce avocados, too, as well. Oh, I love avocados. I, love I wish I had an avocado tree. Oh, you, you and you have plenty of room for it, too. I know, I know. We've we've tried growing them, and they grew pretty halfway decent, but no big bulk situation. And then, yeah. Did you plant them from seed or from uh, a grafted tree? Uh, from a grafted tree. Okay. And so did the winter take it out? Yes. Okay. So that's what it is. You're a little bit further north. And so you need to get some of the colder varieties like Joey and um, the Mexican hosses that get they can handle down to 15 uh, degrees. Oh. And so it never gets 15 degrees here in Florida. I knock on wood, I say that. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, that, that's what you can do. Um, and so they grow beautifully. Um, I have clients that have harvested hundreds of avocados okay, off so of one tree. What does that look like? Is it that the big gigantic... Uh, green, green ones with a, with a shiny a, skin. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All different kinds. And so we're, we're going to, you know, I think it's going to be a good year for them, but you want to protect them when they're young. I know Ira is growing his avocado and it's growing from a seed and he was going to put it in a pot last week. And so he wants to protect that one. Do not plant it until next year. Ooh, so we'll okay. get through this El Nino winter and then he can plant it next year and kind of protect it for a couple of more years in the ground. So we are going to be back with more of Better Lawns and Gardens, the second half. And we are taking your phone calls and also your text messages. And we have Kathy Gents coming up. I'm very excited to talk to her. She is wonderful. Check out Better Lawns and Gardens, our uh, Fifty Shades of Green uh, Ireland tour next year, June, July 6th through July 14th, 2024. Come with me. We will have a great time. And it will be a beautiful gardening experience. If you love gardens, you want to go with me. And we'll have a lot of fun. From the Summit Responsible Solution Studios, makers of Mosquito Bits and Mosquito Dunks, you're listening to Better Lawns and Gardens Saturday morning. And this is Florida's Talk and Entertainment Network. Florida, we know you love getting out on the water. But do you know what to wear when you're out there on the water? A life jacket, of course. And whether you're fishing, skiing, sailing, or just cruising the water, there's a perfect life jacket designed for you and your activity. Always check the label to make sure your life jacket is U.S. Coast Guard approved. Then try it on to make sure it fits properly. And then wear it. Life jackets save lives. Visit wearitflorida.com to learn more. That's wearitflorida.com. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 
800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.